0: you mm-hmm. Welcome to the Live2Shoot Podcast. My name is Jeff Doddle, and I've been a licensed firearm dealer for the last 15 years. In this podcast, we talk about all things related to the Second Amendment, as well as anything else going on in the news, or might throw in a sports story. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So over the past week, I have heard numerous people attempt to cite Lenin's quote, There are decades where nothing happens, and there are weeks where decades happen. And few have gotten it exactly correct, but... All, just, all of them had the gist. And then I asked oh, ChatGPT about this quote, and, in this, and it responded, This quote is often interpreted to mean that historical events can unfold rapidly and unexpectedly, and that seemingly incremental changes can accumulate over time until they reach a tipping point and produce significant transformative transformative results. Now, that represents what's been going on over the past week or so. So then I asked G- ChatGPT, G- you know, what was the context of this quote? And they res- it responded, The context of this quote, by the Lenin is not entirely clear in his widely cited statement that has been applied to various historical events and situations. However, it is generally understood to refer to the tumultuous period of political and social upheaval that characterized the early 20th century in Russia, particularly in the years leading up to the Russian Revolution of 1917. During this time, there were long periods of relative calm and stability, punctuated by sudden bursts of revolutionary activity mass protests, and violent clashes with the authorities. Lenin's statement can be seen as an acknowledgement of the slow and uneven pace of historical change and a recognition that progress often occurs through a series of setbacks and advances rather than through a smooth and linear process. I would say it might appear that we, we've been in a long period of stability and now we're expe- experiencing sudden bursts of activity, but I think the truth probably is that it's been very turbulent under the surface, and it's finally bubbled up. You don't just get to the point of, of indicting a former president on, at best, flimsy legal theory and, and closer based on false testimony with a, a political desire for the result. As in the case of the Russia Gate, the truth was based on fabricated evidence, false testimony, improper intelligence gathering, and an attempt to connect dots that were not there. But now, We are at a standing point where we could see a former president fingerprinted and booked. And while all of our energy is focused on these items, our banking system is collapsing. We have had three banks fail, SVP, Silvergate, and Signature, as well as a group of banks banding together in an attempt to save First Republic. Also, Credit Suisse had to be bailed out, and now Switzerland has primarily just one bank. I believe an nationalization of our banks is where the government is trying to get us. And some numbers people have estimated, some numbers could be as possibly as high as 300. Other banks are insolvent and could fail if people start to panic. Among this, Balaji Serenbahansa, who's the former chief technology officer of Coinbase and a former general partner at venture capital firm Andreessen Horowitz, he's predicted that the dollar is going to hyperinflate to zero in the next 90 days and Bitcoin will go to a million dollars. He believes this so much, he bet a million dollars to two different individuals. Two different individuals, and this is and this is what he says. It's it's interesting. Just as in 2008, the bankers lied. This time, the central bankers, the banks, the bank regulators have lied to all dollar holders and depositors. This isn't your typical fac- fractional reserve situ- situation. The problem is that there isn't enough in the banks on a marked. To market basis to cover withdrawals. They knew this through all of last year and communicated it internally in their coded language. It's obvious from the graphs, and this is a tweet, so I'll link the tweet in there. That, and you can just go look at it if you like. The central banks, the banks, and the banking regula- regulators all knew a huge crash was coming, but they never notified you, the depositor. Instead, the regulators allowed banks to hide their literal insolvency in footnotes and one, until one guy figured it out. It's Uncle Sam Bank Free, just like SBF used your deposits to buy S coins, using accounting tricks to fool himself and others into using the money. So too did the banks. They all used the deposits to buy the ultimate S coin long-dated U.S. securities, and they all got wrecked at the same time in the same way because they bought the same asset from the same vendor who devaluated it all at the same time, the Fed. Specifically, as the New York Times admitted banks binged on enormous amounts of treasuries and other long-term bonds in 2021 when the flood of printed money cut off their typical demands for loans and because they thought the Fed would keep interest rates low forever. And they had good reason to believe this. Powell said he'd be patient on rate hikes as late as November 2021. Then he got re-nominated in November 2021 and hiked rates much faster than anyone expected, which even Janet Yellen and the FDIC admit caused the current banking crisis. Why did Powell delay? Probably for political reasons, presidents don't like rate hikes, especially running into the election year of 2022. And Powell thought, and Powell thought he could wait and just be like Paul Volcker, who was firm and then defeated inflation. But the world isn't an 80s rerun, hiking from 10 years. 10 years of near zero interest rates in the 2010s was a surprise attack on every dollar holder. Economics isn't politics. That kind of insane flip-flops you see in politics don't work when there are actual contracts involved. So anyone who bet on long-term treasuries got killed in 2021, and now anyone who bet on short-term treasuries is going to get killed in 2023. The absolute worst place you can be is to have large amounts of assets locked up in three-month treasury bills. The approximate 5% interest rates offered by big banks is a trap, most Bank, most fiat banks' accounts are now a trap for those countries whose central bankers followed the Fed. Just check my references. I provided quite a few below. If you trust U.S. bankers and U.S. media, ignore me. Otherwise, buy Bitcoin and get your coins off exchange. Now, what all these things have to do with the Second Amendment? Well, think about it. Think about it. It's important to talk about broader topics, but they all lead to the same thing overreach of the government, more centralized control by the government. This admin administration has created the worst economy and desires to make us more dependent on them, but getting closer to nationalized banks, making a digital currency easier, and then it gives them total control. And to make this successful, they have to take Trump off the chessboard. Like Trump or not, he's the only candidate that's looking out for us, the populace, and not the interests of government or the big business and all the cronies. There are other possible candidates. Be careful with those like Ron DeSantis. He has been a good governor, but right now he's getting funding and direction from the neocon Republicans. You know, it was just a few years ago when we had a thriving economy. We're at peace and secure borders. China was in their place, and it only took a few executive orders by Biden to tear it all down. You might not like the, like his personality or his tweets, but it is, it is what the country needs. We need to start looking out for our interests and not Ukraine and others. I have no solution to offer, but just to make sure we continue to recognize what they're doing. We have to get the message out. We have to show them they're destroying our economy. Our dollar may be worth nothing. You've got to protect yourself. You've got to continue to protect the Second Amendment. And you've got to understand these this is a, a coup, in a sense, to keep our voices from being heard. So share this message. Educate yourself. Go out there and find out. Now, is Balaji going to be correct? There's opinions all over the board. The dollar is going to go to zero, Bitcoin is going to go to a million. But the situation he describes is accurate. His timing might be a little off. The the foundation of the banking system is it has been um, broken forever, and now people are finally just seeing it. And that once that starts to crack and fall, no telling where that's going to lead us. So share this. Get it out it's important. We've got to keep knowing that there is so much wrong right now. We've got to get it fixed. Take care. Have a good week.